boy, look at our tetter squad We just got on a pitch and we set it off I used to just wanna get top four But we're up now and I want a lot more If we quit now, it was all for nothing They talk big but we call them bluffing We can call no more discussion This season's all or nothing What's up people, welcome to another episode of the Cannon Club podcast where we debate and give opinions on all things Arsenal. Make sure you follow us and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a five-star review and if you want more of the discussion, head over to YouTube, Cannon Club, you can just see the discussion taking place there. My name is Mex and as always I'm alongside my co-host Paul. Paul, what are you saying? I'm good, bro, overall. You know what? I was telling you earlier today, it's good. We've had a, a little bit of time to, to decompress from the result mm. on the weekend. Um, at the time, I was fuming. I had to, even Ray had to tell me to just, like, tranquilo. Like, I, was, I, was, I wasn't happy with it. But we're good overall. How you doing, man? Yeah, um, it's been a busy weekend for me. But, again, this this match was... It would have been the start to what has turned out to be a good weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't even get to watch the match. I was listening to the match like old school as I drove. <laughs> um, and it's funny, I got out what well, I reached my destination and it was 2 1 to Arsenal. Mm. Um, and you know, not long left, I thought, okay, the, the boys have pulled themselves out of this one because mm. just listening to the match again, I've seen highlights at this point, but just listening to the match, I said, this didn't sound very good, but we've pulled ourselves mm. out of it. And by the time I reached my destination and linked up with Mandem, Mandem said, oh, do you see the Arsenal final score? I said, 2-1 in it. He said, 2-2. <laughs> and I said, for flip's sake, bro. Trust me. Like, it was just not cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know where to start. It's just these early goals, man. I'm just, it's like, it's infuriating me. Because... Like, how can you consistently be conceding in the first minute? It's just, it's like, at home, I think there's a bigger like, question we need to speak about in terms of, like, the professionalism that we show at home or the concentration. I don't know what it is, but, you know, conceding early goals just now at Fulham, Southampton, um, what was the other one? Bournemouth, Flipping, it's just, it's not good enough like it just doesn't make any sense and I swear more time we're kicking off you know what I mean so it's just like how is this happening how are we losing the ball and yeah yeah. like away Uh, from home we just seem a lot more resolute more organized we're always our clean sheets seem to be on the road at home we can't keep a clean sheet for for love nor money so yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's jarring yeah it's um it's very weird like out of every every you know now and again and it's again it's the home games and like you're saying it's when we're close to when we're kicking off sorry mm. it's just like why is this happening like I don't know what is it complacency because it's the same caliber of teams as well that this is happening against yeah. as well like Bournemouth if I remember Southampton now mm. these man in Fulham like it's it's just not good enough. Like, we're taking stuff for granted. Um, and then, you know, even traditionally, you know, historically, if you like, Arsenal haven't always been the best at coming from a goal down. Like, yeah. score a yeah. goal against Arsenal and... Yeah, it's already... Yeah, and you think, you know, going a goal down early, we kind of think, like, it's all right. We've still got 89 minutes plus stoppage time to go, you know. And, and I think even in this game, as we'll go on to probably talk about, there was just a lack of of clinical clinicalness. You know, mm. we created chances. We could have easily been up like four one at half time if we had taken our chances. Um, and I know Mikel spoken about that that we just need to score more goals and be more ruthless. And three games in, and I can't say I'm seeing that edge as of yet. No, it's still early days, but it's not it's not filling me with confidence, um, unfortunately. And I feel like, obviously, the beginning of last season, we really had this, like, killer edge. I know we had the 2-0 against Palace, the 4-2 against Leicester. I know we did have the 2-1 against Fulham. Um, yeah, we, we just felt like we were more free-flowing and that doesn't seem to be the case. And obviously, we've had some new additions and Mikel's trying new things with the formation, which we'll get into. But, um, yeah, it's not... It's looking like what we're trying now is kind of hampering us 
in terms of I don't even know because we made flipping loads of chances. We're making chances. We're just not. We're not finishing our dinner. We're not finishing our dinner. Well, to give a, a slight overview for anyone that hasn't seen the match or anything like that at this point, mm. um, Arsenal went behind very early, uh, like a short pass, if I can call it that, from Saka. Um, mm. Went into the path of um, Pereira. Pereira went to the near post, shot quickly to the near post, where I think Ramsdale was expecting it to the to the far mm. one. Um, just his feet looked like he was dancing, trying to dive, save, fell over <laughs> all at once. Um, just not good for Ramsdale at this point where, you know, another number one goalkeeper has literally been born to the club. Um, then, you know, we fell to getting back into the game before halftime, second mm. half. Um Fabio Vieira got brought down, penalty. Saka scored the penalty. Um, shortly after, if I'm correct, Nketiah, mm. you know, made that two. Um, and we were up 2-1 after Nketiah came off the bench. Um, Zinchenko as well will, you know, get some props for um, him. Fabio Vieira, Nketiah kind of changed the game for Arsenal yeah. um, at substitutes. Um, none of them started. And then from a corner, um, more or less at the death, um, is it Joe? Joe Joe Pereira, Paulinho. Paulinho, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he scored the equaliser, just a a kick in the box, and like I don't know, no one could clear it. Firstly, did it fell to Paulinho? Um, his kick wasn't like the most clinical finish. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a clean hit, and um, yeah, found its way into the to the goal, and they were down to ten men at this point. Mm. Super disappointing. So, um, yeah, I mean. It was a mistake. Maybe, maybe you can say both goals were just a mistake of just poorly defended and stuff like that. Um, but let's just talk about you know the general um outset of things of Arsenal. We have seen three games now, three Premier League games. Yeah. Um, we've got six points from the first two. We didn't get a win this past weekend, so that's a draw. So seven points overall. But we are not convinced as fans. Like mm-hmm. this is a, this is very far from the Arsenal we saw last season. Um, this experiment, Mikel is trying or trying new things. Like, I mean, it's fair to say right now it doesn't seem like it's working, despite you know, apart from this weekend, positive results. Mm-hmm. But you know, why? What do you think are the causes as to this experiment not working? I think what we're trying to do is very complicated. And at the time, after the whistle blew, I was fuming. I was just like, we just got to go back to what was working because clearly what he's trying to do is have the system to be so fluid, Swiss army knife type players who can play anywhere in like a region. Mm. And it's we're just not gelling, we're not sticking just as of yet. But then, in a sense, when you look at maybe the chances teams are creating or the goals that we have given away, they haven't. It's only been three games, so it's not like they broke us down or they pulled us out of position. They're on a transition, mistakes, or just like bad marking. So I'm trying not to be too critical, but I feel like you saw it in this game. As soon as Zinchenko came on and Fabio Vieira, and we had more of a natural um, look in terms of last season. The boys kicked into gear. Obviously, we're down a goal as well. Oh, no, we were 1-1 at that time. No, we were 1-0 down. So, but as soon as that happened, yes, we're chasing the game, but we clicked into gear. So, it's like, clearly, the muscle memory's there for that. But what we're trying at the moment just seems like it's not there yet. And it'd be very difficult to expect that. My big uh, question is, why didn't we, why weren't we doing this in pre-season? You know, we looked very much the normal shape. So if we were seeing party right back and, you know, no Gabriel in the team for some games and no one would have batted an eyelid because you would have just said it's pre-season, no, no biggie, like, you know, you're going to rotate in and out players. But now you get the speculation with Gabriel, we, we don't look so assured at the back. And obviously when you don't win, when you try these sort of experiments and you don't win, then obviously everyone starts to criticise it. Yeah. And I'd be at that by saying we needed this because last season... We ran out of steam at April. We didn't have the depth. Key players went out injured and we didn't have a plan B. So now Mikel's trying to have plan B, C, D and we've brought that depth in. It's going to take a while to get going, but it's difficult to do that when 
you're not when you don't win a game. And even in the games we did win, we still look a little bit like coming out from the back. I'm not sure, even though I felt that party played really well. So I just I think it's just going to take time. We're just going to have to keep putting the trust that Mikel and the players are going to get this right. But it's difficult when we have a winning formula that we can be able to revert to maybe a lot quicker to be like, yo, let's just run this. And then maybe we're trying to do that in training or something. I don't know. Or use it as and when. But then if it doesn't work, then it's Mikhail's never tried this before. You know, like, what do you think? Because uh, I'm, it's, it's, it's kind of... It, I, I think it's a combination of exactly that. Um, I think it's a thing where he's trying things hmm. that could possibly... <clears throat> a situation can land us in. So it's like, I may have to play Partey at right back. Um, I may have to, you know, I might lose Gabriel. Let me see how the team copes or might want to try something else without Gabriel. Um, Zinchenko is bound to get injured. So let me start this person at left back. If you're at left back, like, I think it's a combination of these things where it doesn't, he maybe doesn't want it to be new to somebody come the end of the season when we are in crumbling season like we forever are come April like he just wants them to be comfortable and ready to go um because they've played in this situation before I'm not comparing us to Man City because Man City are obviously Man City they're, they're the kings of Europe right now but Manchester City last season tinkering 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 early on early in the season not looking convincing Eventually, they put together the trademark Man City run. Just three points after three points after three points, looking convincing. You know, chased us down for their for their title, um, won their title in the end. Um, I think that's it. It is maybe what he's doing, embedded again. This is um, someone that's been at Arsenal now, coming on to what four years, and he hasn't had this wealth of riches, wealth of choices. And it's all new to him. Maybe like a kid in a candy store somewhat. And he's, and we've, we've often criticised Mikel for not rotating. Now he's rotating. <laughs> we don't like it. Because um, maybe we're, we're missing some of our faves or the results and the performances aren't coming with the rotations. We forget this is the guy's first job in management. Like... As as it, it seems very you know um, straightforward you know as they say if it's not um, don't if it's not broken don't fix it sort of thing just leave things how they are but now that would mean he's got multi million pound players on the bench which me and you have advocated for why not put them on the bench like especially these ones that have come from another club and not been very um, productive in mm. another club very inspiring in another club. Bring them and sit them on the bench and they have to work their way into the team here sort of thing. Um, can't bring your shoddy performances and walk into the first team here. 100%. 100%. But yeah, it's it's. I think it's just a mix of these things. And obviously we're going to get on to talking about, you know, some of the people that later came on to change the game for us. And, um, you know, it's it's just a very odd situation right now. And again, People aren't convinced by the performances, but, you know, last week um, against Crystal Palace, the week before that against Nottingham Forest, at least we won. Mm. Everyone said, I'm not happy. Things aren't looking good. Why is this guy missing? Arsenal don't look like how we looked like last season. But we won, so I'm going to sharp. Now we didn't win this week. Yeah, we we need to talk about it. But to be honest... I think this next week will show his 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 bottle if if he's really got the minerals, Mikel that is, because mm. we've got United next. Do you stick to the experiment or do you revert to what you know? We'll see. Well, me just like you like it has to be three points. Like so <laughs> I'm going back to like even if it's one, I'm going back to what worked. And I feel like United have this, they're so jarring because I don't think they're great, but when they play us, like they just use, they, they transition us so well. Like the last game at the Emirates was very intense. We won it last minute. They beat us at Old Trafford, transition goals. So yeah, I think we just got to go full strength. That's possible. 
um, and just go play the way we know we can play succinctly. Yeah, like let's just leave the experimentation just for that week, just because I'm, I'm speaking just because I, I I can't I don't want us to lose to United or draw. I want us to get the three points, but yeah. Aside from that, I think maybe it's time to just calm the nerves a bit and just try to play the normal shape and maybe just tinker from there. Yeah, um, it's 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 going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. United won't be easy at all. Mm. Um, mm. Even them, they were 2-0 down at home, yeah. were, were they, um, against yeah. Nottingham Forest? Um, and yeah, they, they got out of it with a win. It was Arsenal that couldn't get the, get a win from their position. Mm. But yeah, I feel like if he if he if he does what he's been doing in in terms of the experiment continues against United, and we do not win, say, okay, say we lose, just say we lose. Th- there is going to be a lot to be said. Like, yeah. I think Mikel came out in his press conference post game this week and said that you know this is his fault. He got something wrong or something like that. He took mm. ownership. If you if you take ownership on something like this, it means that you're going to rectify the situation. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you won't let it happen yeah, again. Yeah. You said sorry, in it. You said sorry. Yeah. So yeah. if it happens again now, mm. what do we do? What's the yeah. what's, what's the what's the punishment? How do as a fan base, you can't expect us to stay calm, mm. or you know, like yeah, there has to be a, a level of dare I say, repercussion, like... No, uh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think with the way the game changed when certain players came off the bench, as we will talk about, you know, and the the fluidity that we saw and the attacking nous from that moment on, I think that would be a real wake-up call to to Mikel, to Arteta, and just say that, okay, maybe there's some personnel or some way of playing that I'm going to have to, you know, use just for now because clearly the team seemed more comfortable doing that. Okay, so you mentioned some of the players that Mikel had brought on that changed the game for us. Um, let's start by talking about Fabio Vieira, main catalyst when he came on. And, you know, he got he won the penalty that Saka scored. He provided an excellent assist for Eddie Nketiah's goal. Mm. Um, just, yeah, talk, talk to me about um, Fabio Vieira. And do you think this cameo from him almost embarrasses Kai Havertz and you know I guess ultimately what we want to see from Kai Havertz Fabio Vieira a player that's been in our ranks now for you know just over a year just Mm. came on and and done it the the same guy for half the price bro I think it's like first and foremost we spoke about Kai Kai Havertz not really seeing him you saw Vieira when he came on if he's not getting collapsed for the penalty He's uh, making through balls. Even at the end, he was demanding the ball to take a shot. He's asking for the ball. That's probably the most like intense I've seen him. And it was amazing to see because, like you said, when we've done our Googles, we can see that this guy is like a final third monster. You know, good finishing in and around the box, great assists, um, great passing, stuff like that. And unfortunately, Havertz was just... I don't want to say, I don't want to come across too negatively, but he was playing very negatively. He didn't seem confident. He kept playing like bounce passes when there wasn't the opportunity for a bounce pass. There was a time in the second half and I think Saliba's played it into his feet and he's got the the world at his back, acres of space and he hasn't checked and he's tried to play like a, a pass back to Rice who's got like two players around him and then ultimately we lose the ball. And obviously Vieira, so Vieira comes on and he does upstage him. And I think with the way Havertz has been playing, which hasn't been exemplary for 65 million, for what we thought in terms of, well, at least keep Xhaka's level, I don't think he's done that as of yet. And so I think Arteta has a job to protect this guy because at the end of the day, he's now our asset. He's now our player we are going to have to make sure that this guy um, bangs for us. So if he needs to sit down for a second, sit him down, let him come off the bench, let him galvanise the team at a different, um, you know, different time of the game. So, but yeah, all props to Fabio Vieira. It's a shame that it didn't result in a win, 
but he was an absolute monster when he got up there. Um, yeah, it just yeah showed so much promise. And yeah, that's what I'm, I'm really banking on him. I'm hoping he's going to be able to do absolute bits this season. If he can keep that up and maybe even get himself a, a, cheeky, a cheeky start against United. Do you think he deserves to start against United? Is that where this should go now? I think there's definitely a conversation that needs to be had about who's going to play left day. I don't know if, like, again, for me, it's a great cameo. And I'm not saying Havertz maybe has done more, but at the same time, you have to take in, like, tactical decisions in terms of, like, what would be best in terms of us attacking. But off that cameo, I think you would say, yeah, he deserves at least to be in the hat or at least to be in a conversation, but we've got to take training and all that sort of stuff into consideration as well. But I'd definitely be like, yeah, he's he's definitely put his name in a hat to start if he, if he can keep that level up. And again, Havertz come off the bench and, you know, if need be, you show us that. You, you, this is what the competition is there for. So, yeah, definitely he should be in the hat for a place against um, United. Do you, do you think, yeah, if our next mm. game, I mean, I don't know what Mikel's going to do, but yeah. is, our, is our next game key as to who he'll pick? Does he, pers- you know, keep going with um, Havertz? Does he persist with Havertz? Or does he now try someone else? I think this is the thing. I think he's got to protect Havertz because the fan base, I think we still see him as if we're playing with 10 man and there's a Chelsea player in the team who just happens to be kicking the ball our way. You know what I mean? It's, I still feel like people see him like that. He wasn't great for Chelsea and he's bringing that same energy at the moment. Again, we spoke about him in the Palace game and the movement and stuff, but it just feels like that's great if you were 18 years old and you first came into the team and you're feeling your way around and you're getting some good touches here and there. You're making a couple of mistakes, but we can see the movement's great and there's potential this is not what we really signed you for. And again, I'm giving him time. I'm still saying like it's not the end of the world. I don't want him to not do well. But at the same time, for me, I feel like if we start Fabio Vieira, for example, and he has a storming game, then Kaz going to have to hold bench. I think it's just about what's best for the team right now. And I don't know if Kai is in a position to give that right now. And again, not to say he's bad, but there's people that are doing better. So, and, you know, maybe you can't speak to Smith Rowe or um, even Trossard was unfortunately very poor. Um, but even if we can't speak to them, man, Fabio, Fabio Vieira came on and, and did bits. So maybe that's enough to say, hold bench, my boy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like Fabio Vieira, especially towards the back end of last season, a lot of fans weren't happy with what he had contributed um, to the to the team for the season. It was a very little, very small sample size, but I just don't feel like when we did see him at uh, that small sample size, people weren't quite convinced. Mm. And um, he's taken a year um, to kind of get used to the league and the team and all of that kind of thing. And he's pulled out a performance, a cameo performance from the bench that he'd done against the weekend. Now, granted... It's so it's a one-off. It, like it's not like he comes off the bench and does this every time. Yeah, um, of course. A one-off. So I think we need to take that as well with a pinch of salt. Um, but what is um, good to see, I think like you mentioned as well, is competition in the team. It's mm. like right, I'm showing the gaffer. Like you know, I can come off the the bench and be another option. I know you know Mikel has his favorites of who he likes to bring off the bench in order and stuff like that. Um, mm. But Fabio Vieira proved that you know I'm I'm here, boss. Like, so it might not have to. It might you might not proceed to this have this experiment if if you know I keep pulling out these performances yeah. um, against United. I don't think he's gonna start. I don't think yeah. he's gonna start at all. He's I don't think. The nods. I think it's it's funny because I'm not saying. I don't think Vieira will start, but I don't. I'm not sure if we go ahead with the Havertz stuff. Yeah, we may resort back to a midfield three of an Odegaard, Partey, and Rice. That's what I would want to see personally. I think again, I'm reverting back to the normal thing. We bring Gabriel back in. I mean, even and then Zinchenko should be fit enough now to start. We go back. Zinchenko does the invert in. 
we've got a more solid like midfield now with party. Ben White at right back. Ben White at right back. And let's like let's absolutely send these boys back up the M6 or whatever dumb motorway it is, you know, <laughs> with their head between their, their their legs and stuff like that. So yeah, I just think we, we revert to that for that game anyway. But off that cameo, Fabio Vieira's got to be the first name off the off the bench, maybe alongside a couple others. But um yeah, I, I think um especially that assist for the second for Eddie's goal. I thought it was going to get cut out, but it showed just how pinpoint that pass was. Yeah, and you could tell he was because I, I don't know if you noticed maybe um watching highlights. He, he just stood there and was feeling himself. <laughs> Radha, you know when you're like, yeah, like I'm not like he didn't know, like not he said, yeah, I'm not. He just stood there just looking at the crowd. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows he's busted. He knows he's busted. And the thing is that that's all it takes is that you come on, you win a you win a penalty, or you know, you you affect the game somehow. All of a sudden your confidence is through the roof. This guy, I can't remember who it was, if it was Ben White, and he's like ran across Ben White and he's literally pointing, like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, like demanding the ball that you can't even say, All right, take it. And he's almost put it, he's almost scored in like the last minute for us as well. And um, except a, a great save by um, by Leno. But um, yeah, I, I'm I want to see more of that. And it was even more surprising because we've seen him play on like in Erdegaard's position more in preseason, which I felt kind of suited him coming on into his left. But he played that in Jacquerel, shall we say, because Havertz hasn't made it his own yet. And um, yeah, and absolutely, absolutely lost it, man. So. Yeah, it's, it can only do more good things in his favour if he can keep up that energy. Because like you said, it was like, what, a 30, 35-minute cameo. Um, yeah, we obviously need to see more, but it's a great way to start. Yeah. And like we were saying, Fabio Vieira, the great assist to Eddie Nketiah. Off the bench, Eddie Nketiah scored a goal. It's what we've been asking for because more often than not, this is going to be his role at Arsenal. Um, but we need to respect Eddie and Ketia. We need to respect this guy. I think people will probably, you know, they were happy with his Crystal Palace performance. Um, that's for sure. Mm. Then yeah. Trossard getting the nod. As a fan base, we tend to we we like Trossard. Um, so I don't think anyone had a massive problem with Trossard starting, but I think people did acknowledge that feel bad for Eddie. Like Eddie yeah. didn't score against Crystal Palace, but played very, very well, especially when we were down to 10 men. It wasn't easy. Mm. Um, Trossard comes in and he has a stinker. Let's just say what it is. He has, stinker. He has a stinker. Eddie comes on and we have a striker. We have a, a, a presence in, in the box, especially because Trossard, obviously, as we know, goes everywhere. Um, and Eddie Nketiah scored a goal off the bench, which he just doesn't do. Another, you know, sharp finish, um, which doesn't really happen much in our team. We need to respect this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, I, I've been saying this guy is he's, he's a predator. Like... My affinity for Eddie Ketter comes from when I've watched him in the under-21s. And yes, it's, it's young as football and stuff. But if mm. a man knows how to put the ball in the back of the net, like, yeah. he, he can do it at, at level, at whatever the level is. Like, yeah. so, you know, we have to respect him. And I don't think we, we do enough, apart from when, you know, he bells us out a situation like he did on the weekend or, you know, is still kind of bailing us out when our main focal striker is not around, but he pops up with goals when he starts. Like, but we just don't respect him enough to see him as no, this he's his own man. Like, he's yeah. he's he's not he's not an understudy. Yeah, and I think he got the captain's armband again when uh, the guard mm -hmm. went off. So he's definitely moving up in the ranks in terms of his influence and things like that. And. You know, this kind of brings me back to the whole conversation we had about having these sort of players who do break the mould of our style of play. And again, people will say that maybe Arteta overdone it, but like you rightly said, we like Trossard, so we didn't mind. People were happy. The overall consensus I saw was that people were happy for Trossard to start. And he had a stinker. But 
Trossard is definitely more adept at doing the interplay link up. I'll go left, you come middle, and I'll drop, and you know to this and that. Maybe not so well as Eddie, but Eddie is a goal scorer. I know maybe you say people say like the record he hasn't scored over this, this, and that. But when you look to like step like games to goals like ratio, it's very good. It's up there. And again, he showed us that maybe, hopefully, we can say in maybe a, a couple of weeks' time that he's adding the ability to come off the bench and impact the game. And if he does that, then he becomes even a, a greater asset to us. I think he <clears throat> he had took he took his goal great and like you said, unlucky to start. Um, and yeah, it reminds me again of like the Kieran Tierney conversation we had in terms of having these players who don't fit the mould, but they offer us something different, which we don't have, which again is able to kind of break the mould. It's a bit different. It's a different, difficult, a different, what's the word I'm looking for? Conundrum for the opposition to solve because he kind of, he doesn't fit the, the mould typically. So big up to Eddie. Um, but what do you think? Do you, you think he should start against United? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think I think I think Eddie should start against United and Gabriel as of he was on the bench on the weekend, but that's mm. a choice off the bench. Um I I don't I don't think that Trossard deserves another chance. Like we dropped Inketia ultimately for no reason. Let's be let's mm. be completely honest. We dropped yeah. him for no reason, maybe for rotation, if that's the reason. Um Oh yeah, I don't know what he's maybe said to them. If they don't bag a goal, then you can't start the next game. He's got uh, obviously uh, some players to work through in terms of rotating aside, mm. whatever the case is. Like Inketia deserves to start now. He's come off the yeah. bench. He should not have been dropped in the first place. He's come off the bench and he scored. Like yeah. he's the one that's been playing. He played a hell of a lot in preseason, which we recognised at the time as well. He mm. maybe he's the sharpest. Maybe he's the sharpest yeah. right now. Yeah. So and, and we're seeing the dividends be paid. Like. This is three games, two goals. Can we mm. ask for more? We could have asked We're for not. maybe a couple like Crystal Palace, but you know, yeah. in terms of like a striker average, he, he's he's mm. he's averaging. Uh, Kane Kane has played twice in in Bayern Munich and scored three times, but that's Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. You see what I mean? He he's doing what we're asking him to do. He's the only person at the club in terms of strikers doing that right now. And mm. I came here today. To, to, to say, I think Eddie Nketiah is the best striker in the club. I wouldn't be mad at you for saying that. And, and I'm being think... very, I'm being very specific when I say the word yeah. striker. Yeah, yeah, I hear you because I know people, I... people will come and yeah, make yeah. noise. No, I'm yeah. with you. I think he is the he like out and out striker. Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, unfortunately, like we've had many a conversation about Gabriel Jesus. If he was able to add finishing and striking to his repertoire he'd be, like, top five in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he would be different levels, but he's not, unfortunately. And where he does bring so much, unfortunately, the goals area is lacking. If And if he can add that that season, this season, sorry, brilliant. But right now, especially being at home, I think you have to start, Eddie. I think it's, you know, Arteta spoke very early on about building a meritocracy. You know, you play well, you get started, you train well, you get started. And... Yeah, he he is doing everything that I would believe the manager will be looking for. He's got to start. If he doesn't do it, of course, or we need something else, sub him. But you got to give him the opportunity to say, "All right, I've been earning my spot in the team, and until I show that I'm not at the level, he should be our number nine." You know, in the technical, in the, the classical, classical speak. Um, Jesus maybe might need a little bit of time to get up to speed because I thought it was quite interesting how he was like the very, very last sub to come on like when we were going gung-ho, basically. So that kind of told me, again, that Arteta's not trying to rush back players like he normally does. Um, but yeah, again, I give Eddie the nod against United. Um, brilliantly taken goal and doing his bit, man. Doing his bit. And, and that is all he can do. With the time he's afforded... You know, unfortunately, you find yourself in that position when you're coming on, you know, the team's 1-0 down. Um, mm. They bring on a striker and everyone wants you to score a hat-trick. Like, yeah, it's, trust it's, me. A, it's a stupid position that you, like, all these other positions, it's just like, get on the ball. Like, if you're a midfielder, just get on the ball, make something happen or cut out this, blah, blah, blah. But with a striker, it's the pressure of, I'm bringing you on, put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, and that's the only thing that changes 
the 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 thing on the screen from one one nil to one one or whatever the case is. Like that's the only thing mm. that will result in you getting three points. It's it's the pressure of the job. He has dealt with it. It's, yeah. a, it's another question he's answered. The first question was, oh, can he deputize for Gabriel Jesus? He showed us last year that he can. Um, mm. Then the next question is, he needs to learn, you know, can, can he score goals from off the bench? Albeit it's just a one goal, that, but he's answered the question. Yes, he can. So, mm. um, listen, I think he's the best striker in the club. I already said, I think earlier um, this, this season when we started recording, that Gabriel Jesus made... I, <laughs> Maybe this is why Arteta is not kind of trying to invest in a, a, another right winger because he, he's mm. looking at Jesus and as great as great as he is, and let no one think that I don't think Jesus is great. I think he is a brilliant player, mm. not a bad man. And I'm yeah. not under any illusion that we're going to sign a striker in the summer. I'm, I, I, I would bet big money that we're signing a striker in the summer. Oh, like, I think so, 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. I think the Balogun thing, we've been hearing rumours that it's going to be done soon to Monaco. Um, I'm not too happy about the money, but we move. Um, mm. But I feel like, definitely, if not even January, you know, we're still hearing the rumours of Tony and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you can just say within the next year or so, there will be a new, a new striker at the club. And I think that's why he's maybe holding out like we're suggesting now on buying that right winger because Jesus would be an excellent right winger. I know he doesn't really invert per se, but Jesus can go either way. He'll take you inside on his left. He'll go to the byline almost like Saka without the, like his left foot being his natural one. Yeah. I think he's a, it'll be top to, to play on the wing like that. So, but yeah, man, more, more stock in favor of Eddie, man. I, I, I can't knock it. The guy's doing, what he's paid to do and he's doing it well um coming up against a united defense which isn't amazing he's bagged two against them last season mm. who's not to say he could um repeat that and do it again so yeah man i'm i'm, I'm team eddie right now yeah until it's a situation like you're saying if it's all based on merit if gabriel jesus has a storming week in training this that and the other mm. maybe maybe he'll start him against united but for me if, if to be honest, if you start Jesus against United, I'm cussing. I'm gonna cuss Arteta because yeah, no. Regardless of the outcome, regardless of the outcome, I think I think that's a. I think again, it, it goes against the whole meritocracy. It goes against someone's coming and showing you, yo, like this person was out injured. I'm meant to be the second in line, and outside of tactical need, I should be the the starting number nine. There's no reason to not play me. And that showed in this game against Fulham. So, yeah, he, if he doesn't start, I'll be quite disappointed on that level. If we go and win, you know, a win is a win. But at the end of the day, I feel like on that level, Eddie should start. If it's not working, you want more interlink and blah, blah, blah. Of course, hook him or do something else. But, yeah, he's earned it. Yeah, he definitely has earned it on this occasion. Oh, let's wrap up today with some news. Um, we heard earlier this week, um, or just before the weekend, in fact, that mm. Kieran Tierney, his future um, doesn't seem to be at Arsenal, at least not this season anyway. Kieran Tierney has gone on loan to Real Sociedad for the year. Um, one year loan deal, they will pay his wages in full. Um, however, there is no obligation to buy. Mm. What was your initial thoughts when you saw just the nature of this deal and that the destination for Kirantini will be alone was Real Sociedad? Surprising that he's going to Spain. He doesn't strike me as a type of player who wants to go too far away, but, you know, got to put on your big boy pants. Um, a bit disappointed in the sense where I wanted to keep Tierney, I felt like we just had to sell him. This whole loan thing kind of just makes me feel like it's a bit, he didn't actually drum up enough interest or we didn't reach, get the prices that we wanted to. Oh, excuse me. So the hope is he goes and plays Champions League football, smashes it in La Liga and we get bids for him. I personally feel like we're not going to see Tierney in an Arsenal shirt again, unfortunately. And I kind of feel like this always makes it a bit more sour when they go on loan and then you sell them 
you don't really get like a proper goodbye because we're remembering memories from now, like two seasons ago, technically, of you yeah. like doing your thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really, it's a really sad end, man. I just, I think we're now fully in that stage where we're back to selling players we don't want to sell. No, not even back to. We're selling players we don't want to sell, and we don't really have to. Yeah. But again, he's not matching the system. Um, unfortunately, I feel like he's still a good uh, opposite for us to use and probably our most well-balanced left-back if you're talking about uh, attacking ability and defensive ability. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but I understand it. And I think, um, yeah, it's probably going to be more of this, unfortunately. But I really do hope he goes and smashes it you never know what could happen. Maybe he goes to Real Sociedad and they teach him some new techers and then he, all of a sudden he's playing like some different sort of ball, Scottish yeah. Perlo or something like that from left back. <laughs> and yeah, and then Arteta's like, raw, I like that still. And then integrates him back in. But um, yeah, I feel like that's a bit of a long shot. And yeah, I think that that's done. But all the best to him, man. He's, he's probably, you know, probably one of the best left backs we've had since... Kalishi. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think um, the treatment of him is something we may need to learn from as a, as a club, as a, the coaching okay. staff, and as a management team. Like, I think it was apparent from maybe the before last season began that, you know, at least in the, in the short, medium, short term-ish, this isn't what we want from a player. Now, granted, he may have been injured and hard to move on because he's injured and all this kind of stuff. Um, I wish they resolved this situation a lot sooner. Like, I'm I'm still an advocate that Tierney's body, I'm not sure if he can handle what he thinks he can in terms of all the matches and all that kind of stuff. Um, but more so than ever now, it looks like especially with the favouritism of Tomiyasu at left-back as well. The minute Zinchenko came in, Tierney should have been gone. Yeah. Like, Tierney really should have been gone. And I think he, you know, I believe he was fit at that time. Um, and we could have probably got, you know, some money for him because it was closer to when he was playing regularly um, rather than this deal. This this deal stinks, bruv. Yeah. Like, this deal is dumb <laughs> like um it doesn't make any sense to me like he's going on loan to real sociedad like huh the the man that the man that thought that arsenal was too far away from yeah. love in scotland like you know you're going to spain there's no obligation for them to buy him. It's literally like you said. It's like if you play well, you're in the shop window or you're playing to be in the shop window, really. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I don't really like it. The, the wages, okay, cool. That That's good for the club, mm. I guess. But like, yeah, we've gained nothing. I didn't even hear, like, a, a loan fee or anything. Yeah, that that's the... I, this is why I'm saying, like, I feel like, in a sense, it... It does kind of look bad on Tierney, unfortunately, because you would have thought, I think he's 26, um, you know, tenacious left back. I thought this would have been a slam dunk sell. Like I thought, yep, this is going to be straightforward. Newcastle are going to come in, try to slap us like with 30. We're going to say 45. Then maybe we end up on 40. Done deal. I wasn't even happy with him being in the Prem, but obviously if we've got good money for it, he's not a left back who's like going to, like he's going to help them, but he's not going to set them alight in that sense. But um, yeah, and the fact that he just yeah. seemed to, yeah. yeah, just failed to get that interest. And now it's a Sociedad loan. Like, no, it doesn't seem like there's a loan fee, no obligation to buy. It just, yeah, it feels like, well, we're not going to play you, so we need to send you somewhere. And you're too good to sit on the bench. You know, so. Yeah. Or not even be in the squad. Yeah, it's a shame. Big shame. Yeah, it's... um. It's, I don't know. The way it's ending doesn't sit well with me. Um, yeah, we could have just done with the money and done it. If you went to Real Sociedad, like for me, even if you went to Real Sociedad for like 25 mil, 20 mil, 
cool. It's real Sociedad goal in it. Like it's not the it's mm. nowhere near the money we we should be getting for Tierney, but at least yeah. real Sociedad is is proper like out of sight, out of mind. Not gonna come yeah. back to fight us. Like the money's crap, but that's 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 it in it. This loan mm. deal is just. And I don't know where, you know, it's not my business. I'm just a fan, but I don't know where this leaves the club as well and uh, the chase to earn money to, you know, balance the books as well. Like, Well, this is the thing now. I don't know, because now it makes me think, like, do we need to be doing that anymore in terms of balancing the books? Because, again, this felt like, you know, if we were looking at player sales, we're thinking, yeah, Tini might be on the way out. That's a sure fire 40 mil on the balance sheet, at least, you know, but now alone doesn't seem to be any we haven't I haven't heard Romano or Ornstein you know confirming any sort of loan fee or anything like that so maybe they just cover the wages which yeah. is not good enough bruv it's not but yeah like you said I just feel like the treatment and the the lack of future planning for someone who was so integral but as we've spoken about how fast this team is moving is progressing unfortunately it looks like it's just progressed past him um but I, I, I don't think so in a sense. I feel like maybe in a starting 11 ability, yeah, potentially. But I don't feel like he was uh, too far gone to, to, to not be able to play in this team. Yeah, Like the, the, the option to play him even at left centre-back, I don't think they've ever explored it. And I mean, I understand if they think he can't ball play from left back, you might not want to have him in the middle of the, the pitch in that respect. But... I, I'm not going to lie, this is going to sound incredibly selfish, but I would rather just keep him at Arsenal. Yeah, and this is the thing. Yeah, I just... The thing is that I would keep him at Arsenal and use him. I feel like he wouldn't yeah. start, but I just feel like there would be games for him and there's game states for him, both attacking and defence. Like, I don't think that we've got any... Maybe other than Zinchenko, but I, even then, if Zinchenko's on the bench, I'm only bringing him on to attack. If we need to defend... I'm looking at Kivio before him. I'm looking at Gabriel before him. Yeah. You know, I'm even looking at potentially Jorginho before I bring on Zinchenko for a defensive aspect. But with Tierney, you can bring him on to lock down guys. You can bring him on to attack, to just like, you know, kick and run, um, get to the byline. Yeah. It's, I just feel like we could have used him. And I just feel like the Sociedad loan does nothing but allow him to play regular football which is fine of course it's not I don't really sound like we don't care about your hopes and dreams or your playing yeah. career but at the same time I would just say no okay well you're here Tini you know Timber's out now so there's probably more scope for him to play in some of these uh, uh Carling Cup games the odd start here in the Champions League or something but alas looks like the guy's gone so well he's gone so yeah we we undoubtedly move I only have one request um, mm. for Arsenal now. The fact he's he's gone because I heard that um, Sociedad were looking at um, Rob Holding as well. Swear, let let Rob Holding go there and let them keep each other company. Like, let let my Brilliant. guys look after each other. Like, Brilliant. yeah, that's that's my only request. If Sociedad are gonna sign Rob Holding, let's make mm. it happen and let's get get the two of them there. Like. Rob and Kieran on their holly bobs in, in Spain. Yeah, Spain. You know what I mean? Like, it's where's Sociedad anyway? Based in, oh, anyway, that's, that's a bit of a no, I don't no idea. Know that is, yeah. Anyway, in Sociedad in Spain and that, like, <laughs> let them just go up and have a little jolly and stuff because how, what, what day does the window close? It's not, is it not coming up soon? Later this week. Is it, does it close yeah. on the 1st of September? That's Friday. Friday's the 1st. Oh, so it's either the Thursday or the 1st. One or the other. I think it's the yeah, it closes one first uh, of September, eleven PM. So it is going to be this week. Yeah. So, and we st- <laughs> it's now. I think that'll probably be the next sort of thing to now focus on this week before we, you know, uh, look at United. Is who are the remaining outgoings? With still no solution for Sambi. Pepe still here. We haven't heard anything. Rob holding Cedric. <laughs> Cedric released that number 17 bro <laughs> you know yeah so they're still and we're still talking about potential incomings but I don't think we can look at anything until we like the squad is still too too big in that regard and there's four players where you know there's still money or wages to be recouped so 
Eddie's going to have to really get his um, his thinking hat on and make these things happen. But we'll probably see a lot more activity. Um, I've seen already some other teams making moves, making inquiries uh, and all that stuff now at the back end of the window. So, yeah, we see these smaller teams start to think, oh, yeah, I think, yeah, we got pumped 3-0 on the weekend. We need a midfielder. Yeah. Sambi's your guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> Sambi. Yeah, it's it's gonna be very interesting this week. We um we will record next week um and um just pay a bit of attention as to you know how did Arsenal do in this transfer window. We'll have a bit of a, a discussion on that. Um but yeah, all in all, um I guess our one hundred percent start to the Premier League come to an abrupt end this weekend. Um yeah. we didn't lose but dropped points to Fulham, two two at the Emirates, which just doesn't sound cool at all. You even you even wouldn't mind it if it's two two at Cottage, Craven Cottage. Yeah, um, you know you, you, you told them. that no, it's not yeah. good enough. Like it should have been for, like the United game again. Even though I think that's a game we should be winning at home, is a game where I might accept a draw. But yeah. the first three should have been nine points, yeah. and I think that's just the frustration, you know. And City don't let up. I don't know if you saw uh, them on the weekend. As soon as uh, Sheffield United scored, like four, three, four minutes, Rodri slapping it top wins on his left foot. Like, right, I don't look for that. So, they're, they're so professional. They're just a different beast. Like, as soon as they went 1 1, it was like on, like, Chris um, mm. could not breathe. And then wow. they get their, get their winner, you know. So, yeah, we, we need a bit of that. Um, and we, again, you can just tell that like, this city team. With, without the Brenner in the team currently, without the the experience that they've lost, they're still a different animal, man. Different. That's that's how it goes. If you want to be at the top, like you've got to have that ruthlessness, which you said Mikel is trying to drum into the boys. But guys, for now, that brings our podcast to an end for another week. Um, you know, keep following us, keep subscribing. Join us on all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and of course, YouTube as well. Um, subscribe, hit us with a like as well on the videos. Um, and if you listen on your audio podcast, hit the five-star review button as well. Let the people know that you're enjoying the podcast. But yeah, we'll be back same time next week, um, hopefully discussing a United win. Come on, you gutters. Please. He has to start. My shooter. Oi, look at Arteta's squad. We just got on a pitch and we say it off. I used to just want to get top four. But we're up now when I want a lot more. If we quit now, it was all for nothing. They talk big, but we call them bluffing. We can call no more discussion. This season's all or nothing. Bukayo, that's our boy. I told you that Saka's a star boy. Tech time, could we coming at you?